and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Life in this broken, sin-cursed world, as beautiful as it is, can be very, very hard. You know, we get tangled up in things. Uh, life gets uh, confusing. It, uh, it goes in different directions, and we get ourselves in a situation where we really need a fresh start. Well, I want to tell you, our gracious God provides opportunities for a fresh start. He gives us, now think about this, He gives us a new day, a new week, a new month, a new year, a new decade, and for many of us in our lifetime, we experienced a new millennium. God gives us those opportunities for a fresh start. You know, the Word of God says in the Old Testament book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 21, it says this, This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. I have hope. We need hope, don't we? It says, The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I would say that God grants us the opportunity for a fresh start. Every morning there is that new and fresh start. Well, as we are approaching a brand new year here in 2019, getting ready to go into 2020. We're approaching not only a brand new year, but a brand new decade. As we approach that, I have four biblical truths that I want to quickly share with you that will help you and me to get a fresh start, a brand new start. Some 10 years ago, uh, my life got really, really tough. Um, in those uh, 10 years ago, I experienced an unwanted marital separation. And uh, let me tell you, that, that really rocked my world. And I needed so desperately a fresh start. But there was a, a quite a long period of grieving, grieving that, that great loss. But God did give me a fresh start. And these things that I'm going to share with you, uh, these biblical truths, biblical truths, were very much a part of my life and gave me the fresh start that I've needed to sustain me over these past 10 years. And not just to sustain me so that I would survive, but to help me to thrive in life. And here are those uh, truths. First of all, biblical truth number one, and man, somebody needs to hear this Someone needs to hear this today. Here it is. Forgive. Forgive. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, that we're to be kind to one another, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Jesus has forgiven us. And I want to tell you, we have all been forgiven those of us that have turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, turned from our sin and turned from our own ways and turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been forgiven so much. Uh, we have been forgiven not only our, all of our past sins, our present sins, but our future sins. They've been wiped away as if we had never committed them. Why? Because Jesus, who loved us so much, paid for those sins when He died on, on the cross. 
and he made it possible for, for God to, Father to forgive us of those sins because they had been paid for. And we have been forgiven so much. And because of that, we are to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. Now, that does not in any way minimize uh, what has uh, happened to us. It doesn't uh, take away from the fact that uh, we have been wronged, uh, deeply wronged in some cases. Uh, that, that's not the point, but it's the choosing to let go of revenge. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I don't have time on this podcast to go into the details that need to be gone into about the subject of forgiveness, and this is so very important. So I want to point you in the direction of a sermon that I preached some three years ago, and it can be found on our website. So go to our website, sharingrealhope.org, O-R-G, click on the menu button, and then click on Real Hope uh, Sermons. Real Hope Messages, I believe is what it says. Yes, Real Hope Messages. And you'll find there a sermon on forgiveness that I preached to the church at Grace Fellowship, Church Shrewsbury. Uh, and, and you'll find that uh, that sermon will go into more detail about forgiveness. If you find yourself needing to forgive, let go. You know, unforgiveness is like you having uh, a deep, bitter cancer of the soul and you're not hurting the other person, you're hurting yourself. So I would encourage you, if you want a fresh start, you've got to start by choosing to forgive, and it's not a one-time thing. This thing may come up over and over again in your heart and in your face, and every time it comes up, you have to choose to forgive. And the only way to do that is to remember how much God has forgiven us and to rely on the strength and the grace that God will give in that moment if you will accept it be able to forgive. That's biblical truth number one, forgive. But number two is forget. Now, what are we talking about forgetting? Well, Philippians chapter three is a wonderful, wonderful passage. And the apostle Paul there is talking about in chapter three, his own conversion experience. And uh, he gives his own personal testimony. And, and, and in the midst of that testimony, Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having uh, laid hold of it yet, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind. And so he had just in the early part of that chapter listed all of his uh, many accomplishments in the flesh the things that he was and did. And by implication, he was saying, none of those things really helped me. None of those things mattered in terms of my relationship with Jesus Christ and my future. I have to forget those things. And in essence, he's saying, you've got to forgive your, forget your past sins and failures and stumbles. You've got to forget it. You've got to let go. It's in the past. It's in concrete. It's, it's done and over with. But also, anything that you count as a success, you've got to forget those past successes. You can't live on past successes and you can't live under past sins and failures. If you've been forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been forgiven. You've got to forget what's behind. Again, I admit that's not easy sometimes. Uh, Satan is all about using his demons to bring our past up and throw it in our face. Man, I think about the failures of my past. Uh, sometimes those things come up to try to haunt me, and I have to push them aside by the grace of God and say, that was then, this is now. 
That was then. This is now. And I'm living now in the grace of the Lord, and I'm learning by the God's grace from those failures, from those past sins. I'm being alerted and, and being changed by the grace of God, and so I'm willing to forget past failures and sins, but also willing to forget in a sense, past successes, what I would consider successes or accomplishments, and thankful for them, but I can't live on what happened in the past, and neither can you. And if you're going to get a fresh start, you got to move on. You have to move on. You can't stay there and, and live in the past, whether the good past or the bad past. You can't live there. But then here is a third biblical truth. I love it. And this truth is remember. And what I want you to remember is remember the goodness and the graciousness of God. Remember the fact that He is a good God, that He is a gracious God, a, a mighty God. But remember specifically the goodness of God to you. What have you experienced in your past? And, and if you're a fellow believer, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, I'll tell you there's one thing for sure that you've experienced, and that's the graciousness of God who reached down and, and, uh, and, and saved you, made you able to trust in Him and become uh, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the greatest blessing of your life. That changed your entire eternity. You've got that to remember. And I just bet you have lots of other things. When you stop and think about it, other ways that God has to, uh, blessed you, has rescued you, um, has, has given you good things. And, and uh, you need to take a moment to remember all of God's past faithfulness to you uh, because the God who was faithful to you in the past will help you to face what you're facing now. And He will help you to make that change in your life if you will allow Him to. Remember God's goodness and graciousness. But then there is a fourth and final truth found right here again in Philippians chapter 3. And Paul said in verse 13, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Biblical truth number four, if you're going to have a fresh start, reach forward. What do we mean by that? Well, he goes on to say in verse 14, I press on. He's reaching forward. He's pressing on toward the goal. The goal for the prize of the upward calling God in Christ Jesus. For the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He said there is a goal. What is the goal? Well, it's God's goal for you. And what's God's goal for you? God's goal for you is Christ-likeness, becoming like Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 says that for believers, we have been predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That doesn't mean we're going to become little gods or deity or divine, but in character, we are going to become just like Jesus. On a scale of 1 to 10, one day, we are going to be a... 10. Not yet. We're not going to be there yet. Ultimately, we're going to be there. We haven't arrived yet. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he says, Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on that I can lay hold of that which I was laid hold of by Christ. Brethren, I don't regard myself to having laid hold of it yet. I haven't reached it yet. I'm not completely 100% a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm not yet totally like Jesus Christ. But I am in the process. And that's what God wants. 
He wants us to be in the process. And he says that ultimately God has, uh, has predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Um, that ongoing process is reflected in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. He says, he tells us, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grow, grow, reach forward. Commit yourself to spiritual growth. Be very intentional about it. Be very specific about it. God wants us to do that. How does that happen? Well, let me just give you three things real quickly. If you're going to reach forward, here's how you're going to do it. First of all, get in the Word of God. There are so many different ways to do that. So many different ways. There are good, biblical, solidly biblical uh, um, uh, devotional guides. If you want to start there, just start by reading the Word of God. Read. Read the Word of God. If you wonder where to start, start in the Gospel of John. But read and get in the Word in different ways. Listen to the Word of God. Uh, uh, listen to good, solid, biblical teachers, etc., etc. Secondly, get in a group of other Christ followers. Get yourself around some other Christ followers who can encourage you. And thirdly, get involved in serving. Find a way to serve the Lord. Use the gifts and talents and the abilities that God's given you. And through that, you will grow. You will grow. I can assure you of that. Well, there is hope for a fresh start. There's hope. If you will forgive, if you will forget past failures and successes, if you will remember the goodness of the Lord, and if you will reach forward and be involved, get specific about your spiritual growth as you get in the Word, as you get in a group of other Christ followers, as you get involved in serving. Well, God bless you and Happy New Year. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.